are ya? I have something for ya. I'm going to play a new jingle. It's about 20 seconds long. Let me know what you think. Here it is. Stop dancing, okay? Stop dancing. The music has stopped. Great. Well, welcome. Welcome to the English Made Simple show. My name is Milena from EnglishMadeSimple.net, EnglishMadeSimple.net. Right, so you have tuned in to the English Made Simple show. You're listening to episode number 167, number 167, numero 167. So you have been greeted with my new jingle. We call it a jingle, podcast jingle. <laughs> a jingle is like a short tune, uh, music used at the introduction of a show, in this case a podcast or a commercial, like you can hear it on TV, a commercial jingle. So what did you think? Did you like it? Did you like it? Be honest, tell me. <laughs> Let's keep it for now. I will use parts of it. Uh, it's kind of too long to be used as a complete jingle uh, for every episode. So I'll just use parts of it. I think it's okay for now. Anyways, welcome to my new listeners who have just tuned in for the very first time. Where have you been all this time? Where have you been hiding? Finally, you've decided to join us. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Great. And also, welcome to my regular listeners. Welcome for the 167th time. Well done to you all. You have just learned how to count to 167. <laughs> to 167. Well done. Listen up, everybody. Listen up carefully. You will be learning a lot today. I'm going to throw some phrases at you. I'm going to throw some phrasal verbs at you. I'm going to go through four random and useful phrasal verbs. I think there are four verbs, um, there could be five or six, but who's counting? I don't know. Let's just say it's four, okay? I'm really bad with numbers, that's why I teach English and not math. So, we are going to learn four phrasal verbs. These verbs will be useful to you if you work in an office where English is spoken. Uh, I am uh, sure you will also use them when you write emails, when you schedule meetings organize events and things like that and sometimes you can use them in personal situations uh, in everyday types of situations so I will share some examples with you and you will know how to use them okay but first let me share a personal story with you I am full of stories aren't I almost every episode has some story in it <laughs> some crazy story an exaggeration, maybe? <laughs> anyway, this is a short story. Just a little bit of a uh, background for those of you who don't know. I have recently moved to Adelaide from Melbourne. And the reason for the move was my husband's job. My husband got a job in Adelaide. It was a good opportunity for him. So we decided to move across to Adelaide. You know, why not? People come here all the time. No, they don't. <laughs> but anyway... I should also mention that English is my husband's second language. 
His first language is Spanish, and he is originally from Chile. He moved to Australia recently. He had a lot of obstacles to overcome before coming to Australia, and then again obstacles、uh, when he arrived in Australia to live with me. <laughs> Now I'm talking about things like applying for work and landing a job in his、um, his area of expertise, his field of work. But、uh, you know what? The story is not about him. It's a little bit about him, but we will cover this later. Okay, not today, not in today's episode. We're going. We are not going to waste our breath. Okay, <laughs> I might share his story later if he lets me. Anyway, if you're curious, you can hear about my experience of moving from Melbourne to Adelaide in episode number one three four. Difference between moving and relocating. That's what it's called. And another episode one three six. My trip from Melbourne to Adelaide. You can go back、uh, to those episodes and have a listen. Listen、uh, to the experience that I share、um, about me relocating to Adelaide. It was a painful experience, to say the least. <laughs> a painful experience. I'm exaggerating, of course. I miss Melbourne. I don't mind Adelaide. I don't mind it. You know, it's not bad. It's quite small. Shops open from 11 a.m. on Sunday, so that's annoying. Because I am an early riser, I wake up early. But in general, Adelaide is okay. I'm not saying wow; it is just okay. Anyway, I do miss Melbourne sometimes. So that's the background in a nutshell. Just a brief background of the story to come. The story that I'm about to share will teach you about five different phrasal verbs. It will teach you the following: to deal with. To deal with something, to fill in or fill out, to fill in for someone, a kickoff, and shut up. Okay, <laughs> shut up. That's a phrasal verb. As you can see, they don't follow a particular order, yet they are still relevant for you to learn. Here's the story. Finally, after that long, short introduction, here's that story you've been waiting for since the beginning of this episode. So. Here it comes, here, here. <laughs> okay. One Friday afternoon, my husband got home from work and said, "Wow, I had so many tasks to deal with at work. I managed to finish them all. You know how I was filling in for James? I was responsible for his tasks as well as mine. So I'm quite happy I was able to complete all of the tasks today." I even had time to attend a kickoff meeting for this new project at the ABC company, and on top of that, I learned how to fill in the sick form and submit it online so that I can get paid for that day I was away sick. End of story. End of that short story. Okay, I don't know if you've noticed, but there were a few phrasal verbs in there. Maybe some words you didn't recognize. Radio. As soon as my husband said that, I was like, "What? Whoa! What just happened here? This did not sound like a typical day for my husband at all. Plus, it didn't sound like him because he sounds like this. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, it didn't sound like him because he used words we don't use at home. He learned some new phrasal verbs at work, and I was. Impressed, I was impressed. He learned some new phrasal verbs. Well done, my hubby. 
The phrasal verbs we use at home are, let me tell you, clean up the mess, tidy up the room, pick up those socks off the floor. And my favorite phrase, shut up, shut up, clean up those dishes. What are you waiting for? The dishes aren't going to wash themselves. Just keep on cleaning, damn it. I say to my husband lovingly. <laughs> All right, so as you can see, we don't use these fancy schmancy words around the house. We use those typical words, you know, that every married couple uses. <laughs> so those fancy schmancy words that he used were to deal with uh, something or to fill in, to fill in for someone and so on. And as you can tell, I like to add a bit of drama to the story. <laughs> I watch too many telenovelas, what can I say? Okay, now back to the episode. I hope you were able to pick up the phrasal verbs in that uh, short story. I recommend you learn the following phrasal verbs. So, number one, to deal with someone or something. According to Weon Intelligente, he's back. He's back again in this episode. So, according to Weon Intelligente or the online dictionary, to deal with someone or something means to dedicate your attention to someone or something to help solve a problem or to help make a decision. The synonym for this would be to manage, to take action on something, to be concerned with something or to do business with something or someone. It kind of means a lot of things, right? It has a lot of meanings, this one. For example, uh, let me give you a couple of examples here. Now that you know that I had recently moved from Melbourne to Adelaide, you could ask me something like, so, how did you deal with your move, Milena? How did you deal with the move? Did you manage okay? Did everything go okay? Mm-hmm. I managed okay. I was dealing with it fine. I wasn't complaining a lot. My husband would disagree. But anyway, another example. Uh, let's say another example. What's a good example? I don't want to deal with this problem now. Let's say you have a problem and you can say to your friend, oh, I don't want to deal with this problem now. Or even at work, you can say things like, oh, I don't want to deal with this task now. It just means I don't want to solve it. I don't want to think about it at the moment. I'll deal with it later. I'll manage it later. So in the, in the short story, my husband mentioned, I had so many tasks to deal with at work, meaning he had a lot of tasks to finish at work. He had to manage all those tasks, um, meaning to manage the priority of each task and whatever else goes with uh, with the tasks that he does at work now that that is clear let's move on to the next phrasal verb number two fill out a form fill out a form or fill in a form fill in or fill out you hear fill out in the american english and fill in in the british english you can either say fill out a form or fill in a form. If you live in the States, United States, you will often hear people say fill out. For example, can you fill out this form? What this means, it means can you populate this form? Can you complete this form? If you want to sound more fluent, use fill out instead of complete. Use fill out. Uh, we hear both versions in Australia. I tend to use fill in, actually. There's two words, fill in. Yesterday, I filled in an online survey. After filling it in, I got a message that said, thank you for filling in the survey. By the way, don't get confused with the word to feel 
which is spelled uh, as F E E L to feel. To feel means you know to have feelings, to um, to feel angry, to feel happy. Okay, that word is spelled differently. It's spelled as F E E L. The word I'm using for uh, feeling is spelled as F I L L. Okay, feel. So it's a short E sound, feel. And if you want to use to feel, to say you have feelings, it's a long E sound, to feel something, okay? The verb fill is regular. Past tense is filled and participle filled. For example, I filled an empty glass with water. I filled an empty glass with water. The Italian dessert cannoli is filled with cream or was it custard? I don't know, but it tastes delicious. It's filled with cream. Okay, enough gibberish. The next phrasal verb is number three, to fill in for someone. In other words, to replace someone. So we use the same word here, F-I-L-L, fill. So it's a short E, fill. The phrasal verb is to fill in for someone. For example, I'm filling in for James at work. Or Anna is filling in for John. You can ask Anna any questions um, regarding James's projects. She is replacing James until James is back from his holiday. Anna is filling in for James. Or Anna is filling in for John. I got myself confused. John and James. Okay. She's filling in for someone. Radio, easy peasy lemon squeezy. <laughs> easy peasy lemon squeezy. I hope you were able to follow that. Another phrasal verb that you would hear around the office is kick off. Kick off. If you like soccer or football, in some countries they say football for soccer, <laughs> you will hear the phrase kick off. It means the start of the game, a kick off. They use this at work as well, a kick off meeting. This would be a meeting about, you know, new projects that are coming. Um, that are coming on. Everyone who is invited to the kickoff meeting needs to attend to hear about the requirements of the project and also to meet others who are involved in the project. A kickoff meeting. Sometimes you will hear it at the start of a presentation. For example, let's kick off by introducing each other. Let's start by introducing each other. Yeah, following me so far? Alrighty. So the word off. O-F-F has double F and it sounds like off, like a soft F, not of, not of, which is spelled with a single F, okay? We have off and of, great. And lastly, number four, phrasal verb number four, shut up, shut up. This is another useful phrasal verb, okay? It's very useful. It means Callate in Spanish. <laughs> it means silence. Stop talking. Shut up. Keep your mouth shut. It's not a very nice thing to say to a stranger or to someone you just met. I recommend you use it with your friends or your husbands. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the English Made Simple show. If you would like to learn English with me, simply go to EnglishMadeSimple.net and click on Learn With Me. There is a big button there that says learn with me at the top. 
If you have found today's episode useful, please share it with your friends. You've been an awesome audience as usual. You've been jamming with Milena from English Made Simple. Until next time, hasta la próxima. Okay, I think it's time for some mojitos y pilla coladas. Hasta luego. Thank you.